0: Welcome to the Successfully Unemployed Show, the place where ordinary people become extraordinary by finding the path to financial freedom through entrepreneurship, side hustles, and passive income. We have already blazed the path, showing you how to retire early and have financial independence so you will never work for someone else again. Successfully Unemployed, your place for freedom. It is time for the Successfully Unemployed Show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I'm here to help you learn how to quit that J-O-B, that just overbroke job, with every means possible. Now, in the show, we interview fantastic experts who show us how they, not just how they did it, but they will teach us every single step of the way to be successful and employed just like they are. They're going to give you all the tips, the tools, and everything that you need to be successfully unemployed because there are so many ways to be successfully unemployed and no longer work for somebody else in a J-O-B. Now hit that like and hit that subscribe button. Let's get in there. Let's start and learn today how to be successfully unemployed like our expert today. Let's do this. I am super excited to bring an expert on in number one, creating online businesses, but number two, at the same time, creating software, creating things that people buy from him as well as he also works with his wife. It's Fantastic. We're gonna get into all into it. So Jesse Kwong from reiconversion.com. He also has other businesses we'll talk about. But Jesse, thank you so much for being on the show.
1: Hey, Dustin, thanks for having me on the show. I'm I'm, I'm really excited to be on the show.
0: Awesome, buddy. So how do you make money to provide for your family without working nine to five?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great question. I currently run reiconversion.com. We make WordPress themes. And plugins for real estate investors. I spend a lot of time, you know, I have a team that also provide for as well. And um, yeah, that's essentially what we do. Uh, I I also run a podcast as well, helping other investors. But the the main core, the core product of uh, my site is really, you know, selling themes and plugins and also helping manage websites for our investors as well.
0: Awesome. So you're developing software, you're developing things to sell, but you also have something where you work with your wife. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, that's right. So, um, actually how I first got started in the online world was actually with my wife. She's a, she's a Japanese nail artist and, um, we built a learning sort of website for, uh, nail artists around the world. So she, She teaches on there. She also has a a faculty of instructors from Japan and and we produce videos and um, uh, kind of like a Netflix where they come in and and students come in and and start learning nail art.
0: That is fantastic. Good for you. What's the name of that site?
1: Yeah, it's called Neidu. Neidu means uh, nail in Japanese. So that's N-E-I-R-U dot M-E. You'll see my wife there. You won't actually see me on a lot of the marketing material, obviously. But, you know, I sit in the background. Uh, I, I do run a lot of the business in, in the back end. And, um, you know, we, we do connect with uh, other sort of major brands out in Japan. And we, we bring a lot of their education out here in, into the, the Western world.
0: So are either one of you Japanese or do you just like that Japanese thing?
1: No, my wife is Japanese. So she's a she's a trained Japanese artist. And uh, yeah, and then, you know, we always thought uh, we wanted to try something, we tried several ideas. um, And then we ended up, um, you know, navigating to building what we, you know, what we currently have now, which is native.
0: That's awesome. I love that. Now, I'm actually half Japanese. My, oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> my dad's Japanese. He came over when he was 19 years old. So really quick, funny story. So when he was growing up, he was like, man, I eventually want to travel the world. So he got to be 19 years old. He started in Japan, said, I'm yeah. going to travel the entire world. He and his buddy went and went from Japan. Flew to Hawaii because, you know, that's just the quickest next stop. And he was going to – so it was in Hawaii for a little bit. Then went to California. That's where I was born, in California. So that's my dad. He was going to travel the entire world. He got to Fresno, California. Stopped. So he didn't get like a fraction of the way around the entire world. He got (laughs) there and stopped and then met my mom and had my brother and myself. And so, yes, and so I've been to Japan I want to say at least um, uh, two dozen times. In fact, in 2017, I took my wife, my four kids, and my dad to Japan for six weeks. Drove all the way around the entire island of Japan for like 1,500 miles. And it was fantastic. So have you guys been to Japan?
1: Oh, yeah. So we uh, used to go for months at a time just because we can remotely work from anywhere. And it's it's a beautiful thing. I have this... Weird thing that I love sitting in cafes of busy, busy cities and and I like I I can sit there for hours and work it's sort of I don't know what it is. It's it's something that I love doing, which is sitting in cafes around the world and just watching the city and work um, in a cafe. So yeah, definitely we've been out to Japan many times, and it's a it's an amazing country.
0: Yeah, yeah, that no, that is fantastic. I I love that too. I love Japan. I love America. I'm actually I just diehard American, but I love Japan. I go back there as much as we as as many as we can. So now I want to jump into how we are, you and I, and everybody listening, we're just ordinary people. And so, you know, taking the mystique out of like either being a millionaire or a billionaire or even just like we quit our job and that's, that's not something that everybody does. And Mm -hmm. so you become extraordinary if you quit your job and you can be on your own and be independent. So take us back. What were you doing before you were able to quit your job and what job were you working and then talk to us about the process of getting to where you are now extraordinary working without a job. (laughs)
1: yeah no um quickly I mean I I used to work for a recreation facility and uh, it was sort of a an upper end sort of facility and I worked in the marketing department Um, I was a graphic in-house graphic designer and also helped out with a lot of the marketing material and a lot of the web stuff and at that point in time I just felt like I couldn't work for a boss I I couldn't it's the pressure. Um, and I could never express myself correctly. I could never confidently communicate what I thought would work. Um, I always, I always felt insecure in that way, but I've always wanted to do my own thing. I just wanted full control of everything that I'd done. And it's just a lot more fun for me. And I landed on a podcast called the uh, smart passive income. And then, um, from there it sort of lit a little fire in me i was every day on the subway heading to work listening to getting more and more excited didn't know what to do and i knew i didn't have any specific skill i always found i'm sort of a jack of all trades and my wife on the other hand she's she's a talented nail artist locally here and um, so i said hey why don't we try something so we started um you know, buying products overseas and then selling them. Um, and it was going okay. I mean, it was, it was just what we were doing in the evenings? So we spent our evenings packing orders and, um, you know, sitting at my parents' basement, packing orders, and then, um, eventually started making YouTube videos because people didn't know how to use some of those products. And then people were saying, Hey, can you teach more? And, um, you know, that sort of led us to think maybe tutorials and then we ended up doing some tutorials and it really picked up on YouTube. So then we decided to create a membership site and uh, started dripping out content from there and I started really diving into inter- internet marketing and um, eventually I got into real estate investing and then, um, uh, you know, I met some people and I, I've, I I could get started and scaled up because I knew how to set up websites And uh, I knew a lot of people needed websites set up. So that sort of led me to creating REI conversion, you know, seven years after my first business.
0: That is awesome. So you have two really well-run businesses now and you got your your wife working on one and mm-hmm. you are all but obviously you're helping out and you guys is is it um, something that one is provo- providing more or making more money or is it both pretty steady or is it just something that you guys both love to do
1: um well with because rei conversion is quite new we recently launched the last year um, but it is slowly and steadily climbing up there to being the sort of main focus uh, I have now transitioned myself to focus more on REI conversion as our first business now can a lot of it can now be automated. Um, And my wife is is so she used to be a nail artist. Now she's fluent on Final Cut Pro on internet marketing. She's just, uh, you know, she's great at that stuff now. So I kind of leave her with that. And um, now I focus a lot more on REI conversion.
0: Now, I definitely want to talk to you about creating, a, you basically have a software company is really what it comes down to. I haven't interviewed anybody that has done that. So I really want to dive into that. So with REI version, you have templates for, for WordPress. WordPress is a yeah. fantastic, fantastic software to use. It's free to use for anybody. But then there's also themes, there's um, things you can, plugins you can buy or pay for um, extended things. And But this is your, REI conversion is your way to uh, provide for your family, and you are having themes and plugins. Talk to us about what was the first, not just like the idea. Let's say we already have an idea. Like we want to start doing um, a software company on X, Y, and Z. We already have that idea. What should we do to get started? Do we have to learn how to code? Do we have to learn how to program and all that sort of stuff?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know what? I don't know how to code. I mean, I barely know how to code um and it, it's all about sort of finding the right team members and, and people who who will go with you um you know my 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 lead dev Yuli um she's been with me since since the since the beginning with Nehru, and she's now very involved in the WordPress community she's a self-taught developer and um she's amazing and she's sort of the coding person behind everything i'm more of the guy that looks for problems and solves those problems. So uh, it wasn't something that I was actively looking for. I was, I was full into land investing and I was getting into wholesaling and whatnot. And um, like I I, I always say to other people is always keep your antennas open. And I just noticed um, that a lot of people were were just saying that they don't have a site uh, or a problem. There just needs to be a problem solved there. And um, and like I said, I didn't go into this thinking that I, I have to build something. Um, that sort of came to me over time. Um, and then through experimenting and, and figuring things out, uh, we, we ended up uh, being where we are. So um, so if you're looking to, to create a program or software, um, I would say uh, either know how to code. Um, better yet is is partner with someone who knows how to code and uh, you know act. You could be the person that looks after the business because the issue with a lot of people that start up, you know, what we call SaaS, uh, you know, uh, software as a service or any programs. Uh, the struggle is not really coming up with the product, but it's actually the business side of things. Uh, who who's going to market this? Who's going to figure out where this business needs to go? Who's gonna you know, uh, you know, talk to the community and learn from the community. So it's always great to be able to split that and and tag team that um, the business side of things and and the programming side of things, just because the programming side of things is a lot of work on it. So on both sides, is a lot of work, you really need the sort of yin and the yang type, type of thing.
0: That's great. And so it sounds like you did you partnered with somebody that is doing the programming coding.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And, and, uh, it's someone that I trust and that I've worked with and, uh, you know, I, I've been through a lot of horror stories of working with other developers and, and, and coders and, uh, It's not always uh, as glorifying as it sounds. There's a lot of struggle that comes with that as well.
0: So I want to jump back now because that was the first question that comes on everybody's mind, my mind. Like, do I need a program? You know, do I need to actually be the coder and all that sort of stuff? Which I, I, when I was working a job, I was working IT for the Mm -hmm. local county government back where I was living in Fresno. and. One of my bosses came to me and said, hey, would you want to take a programming class? Do you want to learn how to program? And I said, mm. no, I would rather stab a needle in my eye than program. Mm. I'm not a programmer. That's, that's more jokingly, but <laughs> that drives home the point. No, I am not a programmer. I'm more of a project manager. I'll help like bring in a $10 million product. I'll project manage that. And so that's the type of personality that I think that runs the business. Now the programmer, the coder, they are very analytical. They're very good at what they do. And so let's go back now to looking at how do we think of, uh, like, do we just see a problem and think, you know what, let's just make, make a product or should we test it out first? Like, how do we go to that step? Uh, or how do we start that thinking in creating something from scratch and what we should create?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think one of the things, and I, I look back at both of my businesses, like like I said with Nadu and, and with REI conversion, I never I never thought uh, that I would be end up doing what I would be doing for both of those businesses. What's important is I think is start somewhere that is easy enough to get started, and know that you can always pivot. Um, you're never going to always know the answer at the start because you just don't know enough. And it, unfortunately, you know, I think a lot of people who want to start something, think that they're going to go and do it one way for the, you know, the whole time. Um, I think it's it's important to be involved in the community, uh, whether it's a Facebook group or, you know, a forum or whatever, so you can get that feedback um, and pay attention you know read your comments if you're p- posting up co- uh, content really listen to what your audience is be- asking for because essentially they're at the end of the day they're going to be the ones who are going to be paying for you paying you uh for what you've created so m- you know my suggestion is start with something you know and that is easy so for me it was starting off selling you know these little nail jewelries you wouldn't even believe it i mean they're just tiny stuff that stick on your nails right um and it goes from there. So like I said, I started with that and I, you know, we tried one thing and, and it evolved. So I, I don't think, I think it's best to start with what you know, that you think you can, you know, contribute, uh, perhaps you're not solving a big, big issue. Um, but that's fine. As long as you're, you're, you're bringing something of value to the table, then if you want to grow, um, keep an open ear and continue to listen to what people are looking for, um, and that that's sort of where I, I think is, is the best starting point for coming up with an idea from scratch.
0: Got it. And I do like the idea of already having an understanding in whatever you're going to be creating, because yeah. if you are the target market, you would have a good understanding of how to reach that target market, like hanging out where they hang out because you would normally hang out there. I really, really like that idea. Um, so from there, do we, or because I've heard many, many people say, well, if you're going to create a course you know, a course you're going to put all this work into making these videos, teaching but then you put all these hundreds of hours and then nobody buys it, and so you're like, well did I just, you know, build the wrong business because nobody's going to buy it, is it the thought that you should sell this first before you should put any time and money and everything to code this, this entire software uh, package or product or app?
1: Um you're gonna to have to ask me that question again.
0: How do you? <laughs> should we pre-sell? Should we pre-sell the software? Like, are you already in that group, that Facebook group? Hey, guys, I'm building this up. I'm gonna beta launch it. Yeah, but I'm absolutely. getting pre-sales. Like, what are your thoughts about that?
1: Yeah, that's that's a great way to go about it, and that, that's sort of like proving to yourself if a concept is something of value to others. Um, and it, it's sort of what um, I mean, it, essentially. You're pre-selling, I mean, you're, you're sort of testing the market and see if there's a reaction and if people are interested. I think that's a great way to go about it. And um, before you sort of package it into a full, full out thing, it doesn't mean you can't, say, put together a, a free webinar that people can attend and, and gauge the audience and see what they're looking for. I think that's a great idea. Um, and that's just, like I said, that's just another way to listen to, to your audience and your following um, of what they're looking for. So, yeah, absolutely. If you can... Um, put together something, uh, before you even put it together, actually, you know, if you want to run that idea and say, Hey, you know, I've, I've got something coming up. Um, you know, if you want to sign up for it, uh, and then gauge, gauge that reaction and then go ahead and and produce those courses together or or content or whatever it may be. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's great. Now from there, if we say, okay, we know what we're going to do, we've already pre-sold it what's the next step like do we figure out where and how we should um uh, program like if it's for WordPress okay, good, we know it's for WordPress or if it should be an app or something like that What would you suggest is the next step, like the platform is that a big deal? <laughs> let's make this year your best real estate investing year ever by coming to the real estate wealth builders conference and the real estate wealth builders conference is where you can join hundreds of real estate investors and over 40 expert investor speakers and learn how to have an amazing success in your real estate investing business the real estate wealth builders conference is not like any other conference out there this is a no sales pitch conference where the entire three days event is all about you and helping you to meet expert investors teaching you how to invest and join a huge community of hundreds of like-minded real estate investors, and because you are a part of the Successfully Unemployed podcast, I'm giving you 20% off your RUBCON pass. That's right. Get 20% off of your RUBCON pass. Use the promo code SU20 or SU20. You need to be at the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. Join us in the heart of downtown St. Louis, March 14th through the 16th for a transformative three-day event that's more than just a conference. It's a community of investors. Get your pass. Go to RUBCON.com. R-E-W-B-C dot com and use the promo code su20 or su20 to get 20 percent off of your rubicon pass
1: yeah um i think you've got to stick with what you know of course and what you're familiar with and uh, put something else you know that is um sort of a simple version of it and test it so with rei conversion we put out something last year um it was an easier sort of a simplified version of our themes um and it allowed me to sort of learn from it. And, and uh, you know, we made a lot of mistakes. I'm not going to lie here. We, we made a lot of mistakes with it. and But that, that allowed us to pivot and make the changes we needed to, um, uh, you know, fix. And, yeah, it, it sucked that we have to kind of backtrack. But we learned tons with our first sort of what I call version 1.0 of REI conversion. Um, and, you know, like I said, put, put out something that is an easier way to uh, – an easier format of that final product. And, no, you're going to just – use that product to listen and improve on that. So if you want to create a version 1.0 and then a version 2.0 and continually progress from there. So I love
0: that idea. 1.0, 2.0, I'm building on it. I mean, when Windows first came out from Microsoft, they put it out with bugs. And every every single um, software release that they had like in the 90s and the 2000s, they always yeah. had bugs and they release it. It's called the release candidate. And they you say you test it out so that we can, you can find the bugs, give it to us and we will fix those bugs. And so what is your thought about um, waiting until the product is perfect before you sell it or just getting it out there, getting it in their hands and adjusting yeah. as you, it sounds like that's the route you would go, but what are your thoughts about that? Yeah,
1: um, What do they call that? like an analysis paralysis type of thing. I don't know being a perfectionist, you know, when you're trying to start your own business, it's probably going to be one of your biggest enemies. Um, it's, it's going to slow you down. Uh, you're, you're probably end up, you know, you're going to lose motivation. If you're going to try to perfect your product, you're never going to get it out there at the end of the day. Um, never seek for perfection rather seek for improvement. Always look for those mistakes, uh, and, and look to, to pick up on those mistakes. Um, you know, go go in there and launch something with the with the intent of having to improve on that version, every single version. And just know there's no such thing as a a, a final perfect product. I I've never, you know, I mean, like you were just saying with Windows, you know, they're still continuing to launch out Windows, so uh, there's constant updates, and, and and you can use something like that as a, as an example. I mean, you know, with iPhones and and whatever, uh, there is. I mean, and and at the end of the day, also having, think of it this way, when you're improving on something, it's also a chance to ching make more money, right? You can charge for your new version. You can, you know, you can see for ideas to to charge more, to kind of grow in different directions. Um, so I, I, I don't think there's such thing as a final product. And I don't think it's a good idea to sort of have that idea. Um, I think it's best to, hey, how can I continue to evolve and, and grow on this, but get it out there as soon as you can, no matter you know like obviously you don't want something shitty going out there uh but you know at the same time you don't want it to be perfect uh, you ne- you don't you don't know what is perfect so yeah.
0: that's great now i want to jump quickly back into the thought of hiring a programmer and yeah. finding a program or partnering with a programmer what would yeah. be the steps that we should take to find the right programmer
1: yeah um so I think there's a lot of places nowadays you can look at something like Fiverr or or, uh, Upwork, uh, depending on what you're building, obviously. It's tricky to find someone talented too. So if you're looking for someone talented and and, um, you have a little bit more of a budget um, go to your local meetup. So meetup.com is a great place. So you want to go to, um, say for me, if, I, if I'm going to look for a WordPress developer, I'm going to go to a WordPress event, a WordPress meetup uh, where they're full of WordPress um, people or, or a, a developer meetup or whatever. And you want to meet these people and connect with them and see what they're all about. You know, ask them out for a coffee, pick their brains and just show them that you're interested in something. Now they might be involved with something, but they may tip you off with, you know, meeting somebody else or whatever um so actually you know coming back to where uh, you know you could hire someone off the bat or you can go and network at, at local meetups i think meetup.com is a great place for a lot of developers and entrepreneurs as well so um once you sort of meet somebody or you feel like you want to work with them um give them small give them a the small task um to to see if they can execute on that um and uh i think uh, yeah, it, it's, it's a tricky one to, to say that I know where to find developers. Um, it, you know, it was sort of out of luck for me. And, and sometimes luck comes from you just being proactive and, and, you know, meeting people and putting yourself out there. So, um, yeah, those are probably some places you could start at.
0: So you had one thing that you said that was terrific. It was giving them something small. To basically yeah. cut their teeth on or see if they can actually do the work. And if they can't do what you requested, if they, number one, can't, or if they yep. don't fulfill it, like they, you give them like eight things to do and they do, yep. you know, like two out of the eight, it's like, well, you're literally not going to do what i like, if this is to start and you're doing this poorly, how is it going to be a, right. a two years down, three years down the line? And so you have any other tips of t- trying to make sure that we're, we, once we found somebody, how we can, you know, gauge as we go along that, hey, there might be a time to move on to somebody else. Or is there any th- thoughts like that?
1: <laughs> I'm still struggling with that. <laughs> you know what? No. Um, um, oh, that's a tricky one. I, I you know, I, I've, I've worked with a lot of horrible developers as well. Um, you know, people that have ghosted me suddenly, um, have not completed projects. Um, it's hard. I, I think one of the things is to make sure you guys have a set timeline. So I can talk about um, another business that I tried starting up a while back. And I hired two guys out in uh, Australia. And uh, I hired them because I saw some of the work they had done. And I got a hold of them. And I like what they did. And one of the things that I did not do well was on our weekly meetings. Um, you know, they had excuses and whatnot. I did not hold them accountable. So uh, you know, I'm a bit of a softie. And, um, you know, when you're running a business, you, you really can't be emotional and you just got to make sure you stick to your guns. And if they're not keeping up with your timeline, you got to figure out why they aren't, figure, uh, you know, keeping up with the timeline. And then, you know, you're going to give them a couple of chances, but don't don't keep prolonging that. And I hear this with a lot of people who work with developers and vice versa, you know, people who hire developers and, and you know, ghosting each other. It happens quite often. Um, so you want to make sure that, um, you have frequent meetings, so now me, me, and my my lead dev, we meet um, at least three times a week, and then we constantly chat on ch- chat on Slack. Now, this is given that you know we've we've been working together for so many years now. But the main thing is um, holding them accountable to uh, those meetings. Those meetings are so important, and you know uh, it's easy it's for let's say it's a small business, a small team, it's easy for you guys to put off a meeting. Let's just do it next week. No, I think it's just important to even touch base for even five minutes um, that face to face on a webcam like this uh, makes a huge difference. I used to do everything sort of on the go type of basis, but it never, sort it, it just slowed everything down. Um, so I think it's really important that you set, set those regular meetings. Honestly, even if you have to, you, you can't do it, Figure out five minutes to even just quickly catch up. Uh, there have been those times where we had a couple five minutes I meeting. Obviously, those don't happen often, but yeah, um, I think uh, setting a regular meet schedule and then also having a, a, a timeline that uh, they agree on, and even get get your developer to make that timeline, so they're held accountable in that sense. Like, hey, you came up with that timeline; you said you could make this work. Um, I think uh, it is is a great way to sort of uh, make sure everything continues to run on time.
0: I think that's great. I love the thought of holding somebody or holding just the team members that you have working with you accountable to doing what they're supposed to do. And so obviously working together, I think that's a great idea to come up with a timeline. I think it's all really good. One thing that I learned a long time ago, when I was I had my first business, I had a convenience store where I had employees. Yep. And having employees is like babysitting. And same thing with if, if you have anybody working for you, you, it's 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 a bummer that you ha- it ha- it does come out like that. Sometimes you get some great gems where they literally don't need any handholding. You're not babysitting. You're doing well. But I learned yep. very quickly that I hire slow, but I fire fast. So if they do not produce. They are gone. Like If they're not doing what they say they're supposed to do, I maybe give them one chance. Two chances is very, very some, – sometimes I'll give somebody a second chance if they've had a great track record. But for me, if they mess up one time and they just started like a week ago, hey, you know what? I, I might I may give you one chance. I may not. But hiring slow is another thing. Finding the right person, making sure that your personalities get along, make sure that they can produce what they say they can produce, all that sort of stuff. But So you hire slow and fire fast. Now, let's quickly go into the thought of once we have a product, once we start developing it. How do we scale it? Now, this is your end of the business—not produ- actually doing the product and pr- um, doing the coding—but how do we then scale it to where we can quit our job by having that get to be into more people's hands?
1: Yeah, um, and, and that's going to be different for every business. But um, you know, before you quit your job, I think you you, you should have a, um, a you know an, at least an outline or a goal that you want to reach to. And I think um, you know, working backwards, let's say you wanted to make you know half a million dollars in the year. You know, how do we get to that half a million dollars? And not only that, is there even a market to be able to sustain half a million dollars? Um, You know, anybody can just say, I want to make a million dollars. uh, But is that business going to be able to reach that? So you have to, um, you know, learn about, be as accurate as you can and and work backwards. So, um, you know, Um, you know, perhaps go into a a Facebook group and see how big that community is and see how big that audience is. And as soon as you start getting any numbers in, start doing some math and start, you know, working backwards. So for example, if I put out a product and I saw I sold it, you know, 10 times uh, in in the last few months, each month, right? Um, Now I can sort of use that percentage uh, you know, use that number and, and figure out, OK, you know, with an audience that I've been marketing towards in this Facebook group or, or whatever email list I have, this certain percentage, you know, actually ended up purchasing. Well, now I'm looking at other Facebook groups, uh, you know, the the audience is this big and these are, you know, all my target audience. Then I can sort of gauge myself, OK, well, maybe a year or, or, or 18 months down the road, um, I can tap into this audience and I should be able to make... You know, x amount of dollars, and work backwards from there. Um, I think that's sort of the, the the only way to really figure out, um, you know, how far you need to scale that business, and if it's even scalable, and if you can provide for what you need to provide for. I, I think that's sort of the best way to go about it. I, I I mean, yeah, I I mean, figuring out, you know, what other where else you can market. Um, pay attention to. Things like you know can you can you do a podcast? can you do a blog? can you generate traffic through blogs? Um, you know at, at the end of the day it's it's all about a marketing game and, and figuring out where where your audience is, um, getting them uh, you know getting them into knowing who you are and then growing from there. Um, I think that's that's sort of my answer for that yeah,
0: I'm definitely a big believer in um, having Google. Send me traffic like uh, that's one okay. of the, like SEO if you write an article that people love or create a video that people love for through YouTube and they keep uh, Sharing it or keep watching it or Google or YouTube say hey people really like this that are searching for this term Let's go it up. There was one um, affiliate that I have that I, I didn't know that it was going to work out this well But right now I have 10,000 views on this one video. I think I put it out maybe a couple months ago It's, it's probably one of my biggest um, videos that people watch but it's for an affiliate that they click on it. It's free for them. So they don't mind clicking on my affiliate link. It's free for them. And anytime that they have a, a property that cause it's, it's for property management so for uh, real estate. Mm-hmm. Anytime they sign up, I get like 15 bucks. And so I'm making plenty of money just from one video. So I love using, utilizing YouTube, utilizing SEO, like uh, writing articles. I get so many people finding me because Google's great at their job and their job is to connect somebody who's searching for something with the exact thing that they want at the exact time. They're really good at that. And so when yeah. somebody finds me through SEO and through Google, it's the right time. So, yeah. all right. Now, Jesse, you've given us so much great content. Is there anything else that we might have missed along the way?
1: Hey, actually, you are just talking about um, SEO. I, I'm a firm believer in, in Facebook advertising. Um, paid traffic is huge, actually. I don't know how I skipped over that one. <laughs> so paid traffic has been a huge catapult for my other business, my first business. So never be afraid to experiment with 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 paid traffic. I think it's very, very valuable and it gives you a predictable, somewhat predictable way to 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 grow once you start running your ad campaigns and start, you know, tweaking with those numbers. I definitely think uh, you know, Facebook, whether whether it's targeting cold audiences that you're looking for or um, you know, retargeting. Um, again, Facebook gives you a bunch of stats, allowing you to AB test and split test and improve on your, ad. uh, ads. So yeah, one of those things, uh, you know, get, getting your reach out there. Um, Facebook, Facebook has been, been huge. Yeah. Do you do your own ads or do you have somebody else to do it for you? Uh, I used to do all my own ads. Uh, I am, because I'm a graphic designer, I can do my own ads, but now when it comes to the technical side of things, because it's changed quite a bit, I have somebody that just look, yeah, look after. And, and there's tons of people that can help you out with Facebook ads, uh, you know, getting things set up. Um, it's worthwhile joining a couple Facebook ad groups just to learn the basics. You wanna, you'll want want to try it on your own first. And if you need a, a designer or whatever, you can always grab someone to help you out with that, uh, On like I said, on Upwork or Fiverr. Uh, but everything else, you can definitely learn on your own.
0: Awesome. Now, Jesse, let's jump into the rapid fire round. Are you ready?
1: Sure, yeah.
0: Awesome. Okay, so the rapid fire round, I'm gonna ask you questions, should be able to come off the top of your head. No big deal. So the first question is, as we have been able to quit our jobs, be extraordinary provide for a family without working for somebody else we hopefully have a little more time we were normally working 40 50 60 hours a week for somebody else but now I have a little more time for ourselves how are you either making the community around you a better place the people around you or the, even the world a better place how are you giving back
1: no that's a great question I'm um, getting involved with what you love doing um, you know we're part of like the WordPress community and we help out with that um, I love the podcast uh, I don't I mean I spend a lot of time driving as much value as I can I'm a bit of an Introvert myself, so uh, you know I, I, I love spending time with my family, and <laughs> that's mainly it. That's great. So, if somebody were to
0: say, "I give me like, like a quick five steps or a couple steps, like in a succinct manner, how would somebody get started creating a software company?"
1: You know, wherever you are, look for look for something uh, that you can solve. Probably in in the if it's software, obviously in the digital world. Start start asking and and um, seeing what people are looking for. Um, And if you believe you have something, uh, an idea, uh, make it happen. Um, Bring on somebody, find somebody who can develop what you want. And, and, you know, either, like you said, pre-sale that, build a webinar around that. I don't know how many steps I have now. But anyways, uh, and and then launch that product. Another great book that I I read, um, what is that? The Product Launch Formula. Uh, by Jeff Walker is a great one. If you, if you want to, um, launch a product out there, it's something that I, I, I I use that formula quite a bit.
0: Awesome. And that's the last question usually is what's a nonfiction book that you would recommend? And so you say the product launch formula is a good one to read.
1: Yep. Yeah. I think that's a great book. Yeah.
0: Good. Now, if you were to go back and give your younger self, let's say you're 12 or 13 years old, some advice to get, <laughs> get you where you are now it could be principles or whatever. What advice would you give yourself? Oh
1: man. Um, know that there's a lot of up and downs and, and probably more downs than ups. Um, it's been, a. I think a lot of people think, you know, I would tell myself, Hey, you might think working for yourself is all great, and it is. There's a there's a lot of benefits, uh, but just prepare. Be prepared for for a lot of uh, inner struggle, a uh, mental struggles, emotional struggles, and it's not all beauty. Uh, yeah, I, I think that you just got to accept the whole journey as a package.
0: That's great. Now, last question: What is one tool? It could be an app, it could be a journal, whatever it might be that you would suggest that we should use to help us in our lives?
1: <laughs> so many. Um, I think um, Loom. Or, or or dub i use both loom uh, useloom.com or or dub dubb.com uh, i use use loom for my team because there's no branding on there and what it is is a screen recording that allows me to talk and show things on my screen where dub uh, is for really for my customer support or any marketing because it allows for click call to actions on there uh, allows for a bunch of different other features but i think both of them are great and useloom.com is free that's great. i couldn't i don't know how i could survive without that
0: I, I use, use Loom all the time, especially yeah. when it comes to working with um, my coaching students. So I, I coach them how to buy a rental property, how to analyze deals and everything like that. Right. And so instead of typing out an email, I literally analyze a property with them and I just record my screen with yeah. Bloom and it works out fantastic. So it's great. You work. know
1: what? I, I, if I have to give one more and, and for if because everybody here is listening are sort of entrepreneurs or want to become an entrepreneur is appsumo.com. dot uh, They've got great deals um, for products for entrepreneurs in general. So they'll typically, you know, work with other apps, uh, that'll are, are usually subscription based, but, uh, you can buy it at a one-time uh, deal and it's amazing. Uh, I, 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 that's a money pit for me though. <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
0: I will absolutely have to take a look at that too. Well, yeah. Jesse, you've been fantastic. Give him so much great wisdom. How can somebody get a hold of you? How can they find you? And do you have anything that you'd like to
1: share? Yeah. Um. If you are, uh, if you would just want to get a hold of me, I'm, J- I'm Jesse Kwong, J E S S E Y, and then K W O N G. You can find me on Facebook. Um, and then you can find my company, which is reiconversion.com. So if you're an investor, um, whether you're a land investor, a wholesaler, a flipper, a rehabber, whatever it may be, we help um, get you guys set up with your website pretty darn quickly um, so you can start scaling, uh, automating, and, and uh, generating leads on your website. So you can find me there.
0: Awesome. Jesse. Fantastic. Thank you so much for being on the show.
1: Hey, thanks for having me on the show, Dustin.
0: Today's episode has been brought to you by the Real Estate Wealth Builders membership. That's the membership that I founded teaching people how to quit their J-O-B by investing in real estate rental properties. Now, Real Estate Wealth Builders is your place to learn how to invest in real estate with five different masterclass courses group coaching with me and a private student community where we all work together, all the tools and the discounts, all the resources and everything that you need to quit your J-O-B by investing in real estate. Now, I do want to show you how to do this completely for free. If you want to learn about investing in real estate for free, I want to get you my free real estate investing course. Text the word rental to 33777. That's R-E-N-T-A-L. 233777 so you can see how you can quit your job that job by investing in real estate I'll show you how to find properties how to use other people's money to buy properties and how to scale the business to be successfully unemployed just like I did now did you also know that there are video versions of each and every single episode on the successfully unemployed show well I did record every single one of these for you. I recorded them for you so you will be able to learn from the experts themselves, see what they're doing, see everything that they are talking about on this show visually and all their examples, all their slides, all their pictures that they even draw. Everything is on there. Go to successfullyunemployed.co forward slash YouTube, Or if you just go to YouTube and type in Successfully Unemployed, more than likely you're going to find me. So SuccessfullyUnemployed.co forward slash YouTube. And I would truly appreciate it if you subscribe to Successfully Unemployed on YouTube. And wherever you're listening to this podcast, subscribe to this show so that you can always get every bit of new information on how to quit your J-O-B. Also, if you got anything out of the show, share it with just one person. Share it with just one person so that they can see the light that it is so much better to not work a job, be successfully unemployed, and be your own boss. All right, guys, this is it for today's show. I will see you next week. See ya. let's make this year your best real estate investing year ever by coming to the real estate wealth builders conference and the real estate wealth builders conference is where you can join hundreds of real estate investors and over 40 expert investor speakers and learn how to have an amazing success in your real estate investing business the real estate wealth builders conference is not like any other conference out there this is a no sales pitch conference where the entire three days event is all about you and helping you to meet expert investors teaching you how to invest and join a huge community of hundreds of like-minded real estate investors, and because you are a part of the Successfully Unemployed podcast, I'm giving you 20% off your RUBCON pass. That's right. Get 20% off of your RUBCON pass. Use the promo code SU20 or SU20. You need to be at the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. Join us in the heart of downtown St. Louis, March 14th through the 16th for a transformative three-day event that's more than just a conference. It's a community of investors. Get your pass. Go to RUBCON.com. R-E-W-B-C- and use the promo code SU20 or SU20 to get 20% off of your RubeCon Pass.